What is going on, you guys? It's David here, back with another episode of the Cerebral Palsy and Fitness Podcast. And today I have, I have Alejandra here on the show. She's a medical assistant, and she also has a disability known as spina bifida. And I'm looking forward to learning about her journey, what motivates her, um, her you know, any obstacles she's faced in her life, and just have a great time and a wonderful conversation. So welcome, Alejandra. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Definitely. Um, to begin our begin our podcast, tell us a little bit about spina bifida. What what's um, what is that exactly? How does that happen? So spine, yeah. So spina bifida is um, basically it can be diagnosed um, when the baby is forming in the mother's stomach. Um, and so for me, in my case, my mom didn't find out that I um, had spina bifida until the day that I was born. It's basically when a baby's spine doesn't form properly and it didn't form the way that it's supposed to. Um, so then that can cause other neurological issues um, like weakness. Sometimes some people are paralyzed and there's different types of spina bifida as well. So, so and, and what, what would you, what would your in your case, what would you be yours be categorized as? Were you were you you weren't were you paralyzed in some sort of way, or were you just like completely normal when you were growing up? Um, well, so for me, um, I categorized as I have myelomeningocele. It's considered one of the most severe um, forms of spina bifida. So um, I I can walk, but I walk with assistance of ankle photorhotics, and then uh, below my knees, I have no feeling um, and no movement. And so um, it's been difficult for me growing up because uh, walking long distances can be a little difficult for me. And my ankle photothotics or braces all like really make a big difference for me in my everyday life. You and me both. I, I used to wear um, orthotics or AFOs for walking, um, but I kind of I kind of distanced myself from it because I absolutely despise wearing them because they're so uncomfortable. Even mm -hmm. though I'm supposed to, but I don't. And I, I usually try to, I work out as much as possible to kind of avoid wearing it, even though well, growing up, you know, as a kid, I'm sure you can relate to this, but your parents were always on you about, you got to wear your AFOs, you got to do this with your uh, yeah. orthotics, <laughs> you got to do that with the, any anything, right? Anything that involves mm -hmm. our, our health and our disability, our parents were always on top of us about it. And Sometimes, you know, I, I feel grateful for that because not many, not many parents in our situation tend to do that, you know? Yeah. For me, it was something that I would always get frustrated about, um, especially since there's so many cute shoes and the AFOs. I used to have the plastic ones and those ones are very bulky and thick. And so like I'm a size three in shoe like my actual foot size, but I use like an eight or seven and a half in woman's size. And that's not even my size. And I have to like use bigger shoes because my, my braces or my AFOs don't fit in those shoes. And then, so for me, that was something really frustrating growing up and I would always get upset. Did you, uh, did you in any way get, when you were growing up, did you get bullied by, uh, by any, like any kids or did you face any, any obstacles? With your yeah, um, I did get bullied. I got, I got bullied in um, middle school and then also in elementary school and high school. And it was mostly just about like my walking since I do walk with a limp. And so um, some people just don't like anyone having differences and um, they'll just call me names and um, 
I used and like call me crippled and copy the way that I walk and oh, yeah. it was really hard for me growing up and I would just like cry to my mom and tell her and she was yeah. always there for me yeah I, I was I was the I was the same way but one of the one of the things that I used to do every year when I was a kid is my mom would always remind me take that first day of school and if your teacher allows it tell the kids about your disability because when you're out in the open from the very beginning they mm-hmm. tend to be a lot more understanding and they're like oh okay so he he's different physically on the outside but on the inside he's just like us mm-hmm. so i don't know if you ever like if you ever when you got older you were like you know what maybe i should try to speak out a little bit you know to start speaking out about my disability and maybe things might be a little less uh, daunting, you know, and a little less yeah. hard on you, you know, mm-hmm. as far as- It being- took me a long time to get to that point, honestly, um, because I feel like I was just surrounded by a lot of people that kind of wanted me to be as normal as possible, normal. And so like, I didn't really start opening up about my disability until like last year was, well, this, uh, at the beginning of this year is when I actually truly started opening up about it. On my personal Instagram, I actually started making a few posts about it. And I had thought about making an Instagram just dedicated to advocating and talking about ableism and all of that. And so then uh, one day I was talking to my sister and she was like, hey, she's like, I was just telling her about how I about my idea. And she's like, you should do it. Don't be scared. You should do it. And I was like, I don't know. I'm scared. Like, I'm scared to share parts about me that I've never shared with anyone other than like close family and friends. And so she's like, no, you should do it. And it was like midnight. And I'm like, okay. So then I created the page and then I guess I've just, I've just opened up since then. Um, I started my Instagram page less than a year ago. Oh, that, that is, that is awesome. Like advocacy, especially in today's society is so important because uh, without us getting out there and, and voicing how we feel about um, not just life in general, but disabilities and how we can teach people uh, is pivotal because when we, if we don't speak out, people aren't going to, people aren't going to know what disability we have. And, and then people question, you know, what can we do? Then they start judging, Mm -hmm. then the bullying begins. And if we don't speak out, then those things won't be limited. You know, they, they won't stop or they won't calm down. So uh, I truly admire that we both have advocacy in our mindset. And it's, it's always awesome to hear that somebody else is doing the same thing. Yeah, it's it's a really good community. I'm like really glad that I that I did that and that I listened to my sister and did what I what I was inspiring to do. And it's definitely like changed my life in a lot of ways. I've met a lot of amazing people that are part of the community and I don't feel alone anymore. That's something that I always felt. I always felt alone and I felt like no one understood me. But then once I started my Instagram page, I started receiving a lot of messages and people telling me that they're feeling the sim- a similar way that I am. And so it's been a lot easier for me to open up and um, to work on my healing. So, so what made you begin uh, as to kind of shift from disability to body positivity? What made you begin kind of showing your your natural face, how you look like in front of the camera and in front of like everybody on Instagram? I mean, that must have been scary. I would I would have been scared, you know, to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how I really look like, you know, with this condition and uh, I'm pretty sure people at first were like what is she doing like showing all this like mm-hmm. her herself and it's like people are like some people are like it's oh it's awesome and some people are probably like this is just 
awkward. So how, how did you feel at first when you first started doing doing that? So the first time I actually, so like my acne, um, that's something that I've always struggled with since I was like, since I was like 12. And so on and off, I've had acne uh, from now and like now and as an adult and uh, with the masks that we started using last year, when the, when the whole pandemic started, um, I use it eight hours out of the day. And then of course, if I go to the store, I have to use a mask. And so I pretty much am using it all the time. And I stopped using like makeup on my face, but my skin started breaking out even worse than it was oh, before. No. And so I started seeing a dermatologist um, a few years ago and just tried different antibiotics. It just wasn't working. And so um, I just thought that by me sharing my skin and sharing my scars, it would inspire others to embrace their scars and their skin and their imperfections. And honestly, that's honestly what makes a person a person. No one's perfect and it's okay to show. Exactly, exactly. It is, it's truly important. Like I have, I've gone through 10 surgeries and I have scars practically all around my body, like my, my legs, my feet, my back. Um, I've had two eye surgery, two corrective eye surgeries that both failed, unfortunately, but yeah. uh, those scars are, are a part of us. They'll always be a part mm-hmm. of us. And, and the best thing about it is we're both very, we both have, we both made it to this, this point where we're like, it's a part of us now. It's, it's always be a part of us. And it, if people judge us, let them judge us. And if people mm-hmm. accept us, then let them, let, let us, let them accept this. But it's not gonna change. It's not gonna. It won't go away. Like like my my mom my mom my stepmom used to say, the disability will always be a part of you. It won't go away. But embrace it and use it as a way to influence others to advocate for those that are struggling. So that's what that's what we're doing right now. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's a wonderful thing when we can embrace our scars and not feel so self-conscious about it even though it's it's okay it happens but we try our best to to move forward and to be happy and be positive yeah it honestly is really hard to be positive like I have a lot of days where I just don't want to sometimes I just don't want to leave my house um especially like with how my like how my acne has been and um my scars on my back have also been a really big insecurity of mine and um, showing it on social media was even more scarier, especially since people, I live in a small town, so everyone, pretty much everyone knows everyone and um, posting about, about my skin and about my scars on my back, all of that was scary for me because no one had ever seen it. I had like, I, that was a hidden part of me that I hid with clothing and just hid it the best I could. And so that was a really, really big step. So what, um, who influences you the most, like out of your family? Uh, I, I, I know that your significant other is a huge part of your life that's uh, kind of gotten mm-hmm. you ahead. And I've seen pictures and it's, it, let me just say, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you have a partner and somebody who's willing to be there for you and accepts you for who you are. That's, that's incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, I feel really blessed and lucky that I met him. It's not it's not easy to find someone or to meet someone that will accept you for who you are and everything about you. And so I'm really grateful to have his support all the time. And for me, who I'd say inspire, has inspired me the most are my parents. Uh, both of them are immigrants from Mexico. 
And um, my dad arrived here when he was 12 to Washington State and my mom when she was in her early 20s. So um, just being like working for them and opening up about myself has really been something that I push myself to do. And they're all, they're very supportive about it as well. And they both know that I have my Instagram page. And when I told them about it, they very, they were very encouraging. And something that I really like that they did is that um, although like I have a disability, I have uh, four other siblings and they never ever made me like hide, hide it or they never made me feel different than they did. They raised me the same way that they were raised. So I never felt like poor me, poor me. Yeah, my, my my stepmom used to be one of those uh, moms that was like, she, she, she'd give me one look every time I try to mope or, or like complain about something. She'd be like, my petty box is broken. I don't want to listen to your excuses. So she, you know, <laughs> she, she'd give me that tough love, you know, every single, every yeah. single day. And then it kind of, it kind of rubbed off on me. So I, I'm a youth advocate. So I deal with a lot of middle school students that are at risk. Mm-hmm. So they, they might not, might have a broken home. Or they might be missing a parent or both the parents are just struggling economically and they have to be uh, working all the time and they're not really home. So Mm. the the kids tend to rely on me to be kind of like a big brother. And it's it's weird because the first day that I started the job, um, kids, kids were asking me questions like, what do I got? Like, why do you walk like that? No, but the, the, I work with middle school. So middle school kids are brutally honest. They'll be like, oh yeah. They'll be like, what the what the f is wrong with you? Like the first day, I was asked just like that, and <sighs> and the and I'm like, uh, you know, I wasn't taken aback. I was like, oh, they're yeah. middle school kids. So I'm like, to yeah. level, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was born in Antarctica and I walk like a penguin. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I kind of walk like that. So I kind of I joke about it. Like I'm I'm completely cool mm-hmm. with my disability now. I don't I don't let it get to me. Like. With yeah. kids, with kids, I'm cool with talking about my disability and being, you know, being to a level and just having fun with it. With adults, it's a different story because sometimes adults can be really like, they can like go like way out when it comes to what they want to say. Like, and when they say it, it's like, be be mindful. You know, I, I get yeah. you. I get you're an adult. You should know better. You know, I, I I'll answer questions, but sometimes it's like they'll blatantly say something. You know, like that you don't really like and you try to shrug it off but you can't you know it gets in the mm-hmm. back of your mind do you ever do you ever do you feel that way yeah I do so I actually since I work with patients sometimes I could tell if they're just looking at me because they because they know that they don't, I'm walking a little bit different and so they kind of just look at me but they don't say anything but sometimes some will actually ask me what's wrong they'll be like oh my gosh are you okay and then I'll be like yeah I am you're like can I ask what happened to you and then they're like, do you have, what is it called? They asked me if I had a certain um, like disease. Polio. Uh, polio. Okay. Yeah. They asked me if I had polio Polio because I guess the, one of their family members walked similar to me. So they think that I have polio. And that's been like one of the common uh, things that they've asked me. And so um, I have to just tell them and I try not telling them too many details. I just tell them I have, I have spina bifida. And then um, I just tell them what spina bifida is. And then I kind of just leave it at that. But sometimes like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Like feeling bad for me. And that's what I don't like. I don't like when people feel bad for me. Yeah, I had a friend with spina bifida growing up, but he, he his was a, was a lot worse than yours. He was wheelchair bound, so he couldn't really, he couldn't walk at all. 
but he, mm-hmm. he he was my very first friend that I had when I when I moved here when I moved to Florida and it was it was so funny we we learned a lot about each other and we remained close until he ended up moving to Texas and since then we kind of lost contact but um it was good to know that I, ha- I had friends you know around mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't alone you know as far as the disability community so now I feel now as I'm older as, as an adult you know now you can see that you have everybody around you that supports you will be there everybody that doesn't is just go they go their different ways so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad to to be able to share your story today and I wanted to know um what I guess I don't know if you target if you're as far as like your disability is is your demographic like everyone or are you targeting a specific audience as far as your advocacy I feel like everyone anyone with any type of disability and anyone that has experienced ableism I'm just trying to really put my word out there and advocate and give more knowledge to those um who are able-bodied I do have some able-bodied uh, followers on Instagram so they're also learning a lot and that way they can spread the word and let their people that they know about it as well and then also about the um, acne community. I also am really targeting targeting that community. I'm not as vocal about my acne. That's something that I'm still very insecure about. Uh, currently on my Accutane journey, barely almost one month in. Um, so it's been kind of hard, but I do follow other accounts on there as well. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what would you say to those that are currently struggling with, uh, I guess, self-esteem, body image and their disability in general to kind of motivate them to pursue their goals and their dreams? So I would I would tell them that it's okay to feel that way sometimes. It's okay to cry. And it's very important to talk about it, to speak about what you're feeling because the more you keep it inside, the harder it can become. And so doing doing that and opening up about it is really really vital and if you need to seek therapy it's okay I know therapy is not for everyone and especially like in in the Hispanic community it is very looked down upon and it's looked as if you were crazy and I just want everyone to know that they're not crazy and the first step in doing that is realizing that it's okay to need help yeah it, it really it really is like Without um, those resources that we have available, I think a lot of us would be really just uh, struggling to find ourselves and mm-hmm. and who we are. And uh, thankfully, it's out there. It's just a matter of figuring out a way to reach reach that uh, reach out to that resource. You know, some of us might not have might not have it as easy as others to be able yeah. to to get access to it. You know, because as you know ourselves being minorities, you know, we're, we're, we're Hispanic and a lot of resources we have out there available are, are not really accessible. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And it's, it's not easy. Yeah. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I, I did about six months of therapy. Um, so almost like the, like the last half of 2020 and then like a few months of 2021, I started doing therapy and I kept it a secret. I didn't want anyone to know. And my mom ended up finding out, my parents ended up finding out. And for me, it was something really scary because I know that the, I know the way that they feel about it. And so I kind of just have to tell myself, like, I don't care what they think. I'm doing this for myself and I come first. And 
if this is what I need to do in order to feel better and to work towards being better for myself and feeling better about myself, then I need to do this. And it's okay. Exactly. It's it's okay to to work on work on yourself. And that's truly um, an important thing that we should keep in the back of our minds. And, and as adults, you know, we can make that decision. You know, we have to make decisions sometimes that might not, people might not agree with, you know, not your friends mm-hmm. or your family, but it, it makes sense to you though. You know, as long yeah. as it makes sense to you and it's a, it's a good thing that's helping you mm-hmm. go for it, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, so what, what are you, what are your future goals? I want to, I want to know what, what do you want to accomplish as an advocate and as, as a human being, because so far we've had such an awesome conversation. I've had, I've yeah. had a blast having you on. So what are some I'll goals that you want to accomplish? So I would like to um, continue my social media platform and continue getting to know other people on there. Um, I would also like to start a podcast just like you. Um, it would be really interesting to do that and have other people featured on the podcast and just talk about different topics. And then maybe being like a public speaker and just speaking about my experiences in life to others around me. I think I just need to get more comfortable about speaking in front of other people. I did take the public speaking class in college, but I'm still like, I, I'm still kind of insecure. So it's really hard for me. Like doing this is kind of a big step for me. Like seeing myself in the camera can be a little hard, especially like while speaking on through video. So uh, doing that sometime in the future and then continuing my, um, I actually want, I'm thinking of doing a bachelor's in healthcare administration. So that's something else that I would like to accomplish with, within the next few years or so. That, that's uh that's fantastic uh well let me tell let me tell you a little story about when i started speak when i first started speaking i started speaking four four years ago after i graduated from college um and my very first appearance happened to be at my university in front of uh, maybe 20 30 20 30 students and let me mm-hmm. tell you I, I was like i'm gonna give this a shot let's see how it goes and it was a complete disaster. I mean, I mean, as a disaster, I mean, I was a nervous wreck. I was sweating. I was trying, I just literally like spoke like Speedy Gonzalez. I was just trying to get, get it in and get out. And, and, <laughs> and then the next day I'm like, you know what? I don't think I can do this. And then I thought to myself, but this is something I've always wanted to do. So let me just continue. And then I had a, and then I had a couple more appearances and that's when I started getting comfortable on the camera, in front of the camera, in mm-hmm. front of a crowd. And then we had, and then unfortunately COVID hit, which kind of wow. shifted everything from in-person to virtual. Yeah. And then that's when I re- then that's when I said, you know, I'm stuck at home for the next six months. So then I began to contemplate what am I gonna do now for six months while I work from home? So I decided to begin the podcast back in 2019. Uh, I started talking about my story, you know, sharing my journey. And I thought to myself, why not use the platform to give other people a chance to share their story and a chance to speak out and advocate yeah. for themselves and teach others about different disabilities out there. And so that's when I started having guests on the show. And and since then, people have people have loved it. I got feedback about, you know, you should have this person on or you, you should have more of this. I've had interable couples on the show. I've had people that ha- have um, that are you know that are from the LGBTQ community. 
I've had people like yourself with spina bifida. Mm -hmm. I've had best-selling authors, you know, professional wrestlers. Oh, wow. Olympic athletes. I've had people mm -hmm. from all walks of life with different disabilities on the show. And, and let me say, it's it's been a pleasure having them on and learning about their story and getting and having them be able to share in front of a huge audience and changing the, the point is to change the perception of how they feel about disabilities to, to where they're like, this is completely normal. This isn't different. Mm -hmm. This isn't like something that we should be afraid of. We should embrace it. You know, it's normal. So that's my goal with this podcast is to hopefully bring everyone together and to know that whether you have a disability or not, or you phrase strugglers or not, at the end of the day, we're all one, you know? Yeah. So that's why I kind of I kind of started the podcast and I'm glad that you're starting your own. <clears throat> and if you have any questions, I'm here for you. And you're speaking to the right guy because I have a <laughs> lot of connections to different podcasts and and different um people that are doing, you know, radio interviews. So I'll be glad to help you get started in that journey of public mm -hmm. speaking. Oh, yeah, that's something that I'm like really nervous about, especially in front of um, a crowd. I feel like I feel like it's different like with the screen because you could easily edit, edit the video or, you know, cut this, cut some things out. And then when you're in front of people, it's kind of like I'm a little bit afraid of making a mistake. But at the same time, that's how we learn and that's how we grow. And I'm sure from your first experience, you grew from that and then you expanded onto this podcast. I would also like to make a YouTube channel, but that's kind of some, another thing that I'm a little bit afraid about but i think i will do it yeah go, go for it i mean the the best thing you could do is just go for it and if uh like, like i said if you fall flat on your face it's okay just get back up and keep trying that's all you can do mm -hmm. i mean it took me it took me so long to get to this this point like i fell so many times and then there are times where i just want i literally <clears throat> had a youtube channel um the first go around back in 2018 it wasn't going anywhere and it was like, nobody's really watching, nobody's really subscribing. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Uh, and then I shut it down. And then I'm, I spent weeks rebranding and figuring out what am I gonna do with it to make it successful? So I decided mm -hmm. to make it about cerebral palsy and fitness, but then I realized there's more to cerebral palsy and fitness. We're talking about disabilities as a whole. And so I've kind mm -hmm. of shifted from not just fitness and cerebral palsy, but everybody gets gets to be a part of it. And now I have two hundred over two hundred subscribers now on the channel in two years. That's good. And like six thousand views. So it's honestly it's about it's about spreading your word out there and just I feel like being yourself is a really big part of the platform and other people getting to know you. It it, it really is, and and um. It's uh, it's not easy, but we get it. We get it. We get it done. You know, we, we get it down pat. Mm -hmm. We're always we have to remain positive and optimistic in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> that's something I admire you for is the fact that you're you're you always seem so positive despite days where you're like, you know, I don't feel like myself, but I'm going to do my very best, you know, and that's yeah. what matters. Yeah, that's what I try to think about, especially the days where it's a little harder, like some days are just harder than others. And I just try to think positive. And a lot of what I do is I go on Instagram and I just like 
started scrolling through my feed because I have my personal Instagram, then I have my public Instagram. My my personal Instagram is just more people that I know personally and like in real life. And then my public ones, more of people that I've met online and people that can actually relate to me. And they like reading a lot of other people's posts makes me feel less alone. So I definitely really enjoy going on Instagram. It's a really big part of my life. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to following your journey, um, seeing where you, I guess, where you go down down the line in the next few years. And I'm hoping to see you be able to publicly speak about your disability and hopefully become comfortable enough to where you're like, this is a piece of cake. I can go anywhere and not <laughs> worry about it, you know, not yeah. worry about my self-confidence and how I look and just go out there and have mm-hmm. fun. And that's that's the key about public speaking is for you to have fun. You know, everybody in that room is there for, for a reason. And that's because they're intrigued to learn about you, you know? Yeah. That's that's the first thing I had to learn when after my first appearances, everybody in that room isn't there to make fun of you. They're there mm-hmm. because they support you and they want to learn about you. And they like learning about disabilities. So I, I always, in the back of my mind, every time I do an appearance, I always keep that in the back of my head, you know? Mm-hmm. Very important to do that. So um, thank you for being on and uh i was wondering where can people find you like to follow you and to follow your your journey um so i on instagram i am under fearlessly underscore alejandra and then um on tiktok i'm also under i think i can't remember my tiktok name i've changed it so many times and it doesn't like allow me to change it but instagram is my main platform right now that i speak about it on i don't, i have twitter as well but that's more like i don't really speak about that on there and i don't use it as often so instagram is my main platform that i use right now and hopefully in the future in, in the near future youtube as well and possibly a podcast yeah i'm uh and i'll be i'll be listening and 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 watching so i'm excited oh thank you yeah th- th- thank you for being on it's been a pleasure um, and if you guys would like to find this episode, you're going to find it on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, every single major platform out there. And as I always say, um, and I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and, and I've been modifying my saying for the last like couple episodes. I usually say if I can do it, so can you. But if Alejandro and I can do it, if we can <laughs> overcome our obstacles and be successful, so can you. All right, guys, see you to this next episode. And thank you again, Alejandra, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And be safe, everyone.